Uh, the the black jerseys look pretty cool. I, I, I thought they popped under the light. Yeah. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode of Locked On Sparks is brought to you by Prize Picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Spartan friends, Spartan family, and let's be honest, a lot of Wolverine fans here because come and get your slop. Uh, of course, you guys are watching this show. I mean, this is probably going to be more entertaining than anything that happens Saturday night at the game. Um, God, I. Sorry, we couldn't even give you guys at least five seconds of drama for the first time this season. Um, hey, I'm your host, Matt Sheehan, host of Locked on Spartans, your team in green and white five days a week here. <laughs> this is five, uh, five days a week. What on earth are we going to talk about the next five weeks here during this football season? Hey, I got an idea. That sport with the orange round ball. Uh, anyway, hey, please rate, review, and subscribe to this year's podcast or YouTube channel. I genuinely want to thank you for watching, especially if you're a Michigan State fan. I mean... Michigan fans, I get like this is part of the fun of absolutely clubbing your rival over the head as watching or listening to a show like this. But Lord, if you if you are a state fan still seeking Michigan State content, God bless your soul. And off we go into the show here. Look, I'm going to address the Michigan fans right at the top here, and I, I know what most of you are here for. Um, you're here to see me broken down, emotional, shouting, just really fired up over this historic rivalry loss. I mean, it was 49-0. I think it's a top five butt whooping of all time in this rivalry. Uh, we even gave the folks at Spartan Stadium some Hitler trivia to pour over before the game. It, it was a it was a circus even before the game began. So, of course, I should be on here screaming, throwing things, ramming my head through the door that's to my left right now. But I'm sorry, I... I can't even give you guys that. Um, I was even going to, this is one thing that's going to change here. I was going to, you know, do the jokes of congratulations on another win to your totally legitimate national title. But I, I mean, I'm not going to do those jokes today. Or I was going to say, hey, congrats on being over 500 against the Michigan State head coach for the first time since 2007. I was going to do that joke. But I Look, I, once once it like got above 40 points, it's like, okay, we're going to taper off a few of the bits that we plan on doing here. But look, you guys have given me plenty of reason to laugh the last few days. Your responses to the whole cheating allegations thing have been funny. But one of the funniest comments that I keep getting on Twitter is like, hey, can't wait for your show and to see you cry and lose your mind. Like, I, guys, I look, I'm not doing a bit. Um, my, my soul and body is still on the 50-yard line of SHI Stadium in Piscataway, New Jersey. Uh, Rutgers snatched every single ounce of what was left in me as it pertains to being emotionally invested into this season. So I'm sorry. You guys have gotten a lot of wins this year, a lot more to come. Rutgers got you there. Um, they absolutely killed me. I was just watching this game as if it was the fifth rerun in a row of watching radio you know that great movie that makes you cry your eyes out whenever you watch it like the first time really sad really upsetting the second time still hits you in the feels the third time it's like yeah, okay well it's still kind of by the time you're watching like the rerun uh, for a fifth time like we are michigan state football I, whatever like we all know what's going to happen so yeah so that's it for the michigan fans if you're looking for me to lose my mind um 
not this show. So just do what you guys do. Give the thumbs down right here. And then uh, good luck on your next video that you try. But if you do want to stick around, we are going to switch it to the Michigan State side of things here. And maybe another reason that I'm not all too fired up is because this is wholly what we expected in this game. Um, after Michigan jumped to a 21-0 lead before my chair could even get warm, my lovely wife, uh, as we're celebrating our kid's third birthday party, um, looks at me, says, hey, how, how's it going? Is this going the way you thought it was going to go? And I said, yeah, no, this is how I thought it was going to go. And she said, oh, well, okay, well, it could be worse, right? And I said, no, absolutely not, because the worst is what I expected in this game here. Um, look, you've heard the shows throughout the last week. What happened last Saturday against Rutgers? They got every call. They got almost every bounce their way. They had an 18-point lead into the fourth quarter against Rutgers, and they still couldn't even win that game. So what did you think was going to happen when the number two team in the country that absolutely hates your guts rolled into town? We also talked before the game, too, that we are going to see one of two Michigan State teams. We are going to see an Iron Forge team. All right, our rivals come into town. We have one last shot of smiling this season. Let's give it our best shot here. Or option number two, well, our balloon really got deflated last week. It has been a roller coaster of a season, and I guess it's not even roller coasters because roller coasters eventually do go up. I guess it's more of the demon drop for all you old Cedar Point heads out there. It's just been going down, down, down. So do you walk into this game dejected, kind of just sorry for yourself almost? Well, unfortunately, we got option B there, so that is what unfolded at Spartan Stadium. So, no, like – what what else is going to happen tonight, guys? It is just what it is. Um, look, we're going to do some story time with Matt here uh, because we got to mix it up. We've been doing a lot of these sad post-game shows, just screaming, moaning about the team. But you know, let, let's all sit down and gather around the campfire here for a story that I will, you know, circle back to and relate to Michigan State football. Um my whole life, ever since I've been born, I've been going to this lovely place on the west side of the great state of Michigan called Sandy Pines. I don't expect you to know what that is. It's very small, but it is a recreational vacation resort, if you will. People live in these souped-up RVs. It's one of those places where you drive around in a golf cart to get to the next place. There's mini golf, a beach, a pool. It's very wholesome. I've been going there my whole life. Well, one year, me and my family of five, we went there, and it's a very small bathroom there with a very, very small sewage tank. It fills up very quickly. It's a Sunday. Ain't no one doing pumpings on Sunday. So, oh, my poor mother, she calls the ranger station and says, hey, we, we've got a situation here. We are to the brim right now, and we need the stench out of here immediately. Do you have any of your, like, reciprocals or any of your scooters, if you will, that we could drain it ourselves and bring it to the dump station? They said, well, ma'am, yes, we do. There is one problem, though. We only have one, and it doesn't have a cap. So my mom, who she's been doing this her whole life, it's not that I'm a terrible son. We could have that debate later. But she did drain the raw sewage into this scooter that, again, does not have a cap. So we're on the golf cart. I'm in the back. I'm holding on to this three-foot rope with an uncapped scooter full of poop. And we're just trucking along six miles an hour, not even going the full speed in a golf cart. And, oh, boy, it's a two-mile drive to the dump station. And we are trucking along here, and oh my goodness, well, the road's starting to fill up because it's essentially a one-way road here to all the fun things at Sandy Pines. And, well, two golf carts behind us turns into four. Four turns into six, and my goodness gracious, we get to the stop sign. And there's like eight golf carts behind us just trucking along slowly behind this open container of raw sewage. And I look up, 
and the look on these people's faces uh, burned into my memory. And then we just go truckle on because, hey, we were halfway done with our journey by the time we got to that stop sign. Gang, how I'm going to tie this to Michigan State is that, well, that golf cart is Harlan Barnett, Ross Ells, the entire coaching staff in Michigan State football, and those poor golf carts behind well, that's us. That's uh, that is Michigan State football just following the waft of an open stench of raw sewage, and it's a slow burn. We are not even close to the finish line, guys. We have five five games left. We have five games left. And look, if you're a sick enough person to watch this game tonight on Saturday night against the Wolverines, a game where if you have any wits about you, you know what was going to happen. Let's not get ourselves. Of course, you're going to at least half watch the next five games. So, yeah, as I'm watching just Michigan light up the scoreboard like a slot machine. Seven, up oh, 14, 21, 28. Oh, my. Hey, we held an under 30 before halftime. There we go, guys. All I could think about was just sitting in the back of that golf cart, holding on to that rope. And this is the fun part, too. As we hit the brakes, well, inertia push that scooter forward. So I'd have to stick my foot out and make sure the uh, scooter didn't hit the golf cart and splash stuff everywhere. But that, that is really what I thought of tonight as I was watching that game. It's like, wow, this is a little reminiscent of those good old times, Sandy Pines. And um, God, I just, I, I could feel those smells inside my nose whenever I've watched this team every single Saturday or Friday for the Black Friday game, which I, I don't know, man. I, Penn State looks terrible. Ohio State, I don't know if they can score against a team of mannequins. So Michigan's going to cakewalk to this Big Ten title. Um, we're going to talk more about this game, of course, because what, what else are we going to talk about? But first, I need to do the funniest ad read that we could possibly do. Thank you, Athletic Brewing Company, for being a proud sponsor of the Locked On Networks and for being a friend of Locked On Spartans here. But gang and Michigan fans, if this is your first show, you're really going to like this one. Every week after the game, we have to do this ad read for Athletic. It is called the Game Changer of the Week. So here it goes. All right. Now time for your Game Changer of the Week brought to you by Athletic Brewing. And then I'm supposed to name like a player that changed the game that was good for Michigan State or something like that. This ad read started before the Washington game. We have we have not done like a good one of these ad reads yet. So, all right, the game changer of the week is, yeah, I'll go with the simple one, the basketball team. 16 days until the season kicks off. Uh, much like the basketball team for Michigan State, Athletic Brewing has completely changed the non-alcoholic beer game. They make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. And I'm not going to lie to you guys. Like, I, I had an Athletic tonight. My wife had their, sorry, their IPA, the Hazy IPA, had a few sips. It's like, yeah, that is one of the best IPAs. IPAs that I have had. And look, back in days where, you know, I would drink these games off back when I did have emotional attachment to this team. Well, you look at athletic in the fridge and you think, huh, do I want to slam 50 of these beers that are going to hurt in the morning? Or do I want to have athletic, something that tastes way better and something that will have me rocking and rolling when I wake up because, hey, no alcohol means no hangover. So yeah, we have had athletic in this house of flowing here lately. Their brews are great tasting and award-winning. And just like I said, they beat out full-strength beers in global national competitions. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use code LOCKDOWN, all one word to get 15% off of your first order. Again, that is code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N at checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Near beer exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. All right, let's get back into the mix here. And I suppose that uh, maybe if you're sick enough, you want to hear about the game. Um, and I'll just sum it up like this. It's very easy. If, if you watched 
the first two series of this game, you, you didn't just, you know, see the rest of the game. You just saw the rerun of all the other games that have been played this year. It's, it was just the, the fifth iteration of this kind of game in a row for Michigan State. And let me explain myself here. So on the first drive for Michigan, uh, hey, it's 3rd and 14. Oh, my God, we have an opportunity to get them off the field and do something good here. For the first time in a long time at Spartan Stadium. And then, no, of course, they give up the untimely third and 14. Uh, linebackers just absolutely getting uh, just torched in coverage, which, uh, oh, my God, it's been – over the last three years, there there, there must have been 15,000 receiving yards given up on the linebackers here. And so Michigan, of course, scores first play of the game. And it's a Blake Corum touchdown, and I put a lot of money on Blake Corum to score two touchdowns. So if there's anything I'm really salty about, how do you not find the end zone the rest of the game? Anyway, I digress here. Uh, and then, well, let's talk about Michigan State's first series as well. Well, finish your drink, everyone. A tight end had a penalty to send them back after a nice gain. And then eventually it gets to fourth and two. And I don't have to tell you what happened next because everyone knew what was going to happen when it was fourth and two. If FanDuel had the bet of, hey, will this next play be a run up the middle stuffed at the line of scrimmage? The odds on that would have been minus 80000 It would have been pay $80,000 to just win $1. And, of course, that's just what happens. We got the Jay Johnson special right off the top. Second drive for Michigan. Uh, yeah, No, sorry. Second drive for Michigan. Another third and long opportunity. And, well, just like every quarterback has so far this season, J.J. McCarthy must have had at least a half hour of time to throw the ball. So, of course, he hits Roman Wilson in the end zone. But that's just something that we've been accustomed to all year. Ample, ample, ample time to find receivers. And if you want to cushion a Heisman campaign, just come by East Lansing. We will help you at any single time. Just ask Michael Penix. I mean, God, uh, Talia Tungavailo looked like a Heisman competitor for the first quarter of their game anyway. Let's go to Michigan State's second drive of the game. Oh, my God, it was a three and out. Would you look at that? And then, well, everyone, not just finish your drink, but finish the case of beer that you have because sit down. I, I hope you're you're ready to hear this news. Oh, man, a Ross L's unit was lined up incorrectly and had an illegal formation penalty. Oh, man, that's so crazy. What? So, uh, yeah, anyway, that's just, again, pretty much a microcosm of the game. Michigan just kept scoring with ease. I can't I can't believe they took out their starters with five minutes left to go in the third quarter because if they really wanted to hammer Michigan State, they could have won 85-0, to zero, but I, they got to get the reps in for their backups, I guess. So, um, yeah, so that's – yeah, that, that, that was essentially the game. I don't think we need to do, like, an X's and O's breakdown. I I mean, I'm, I'm sorry if that's what you're looking for here. We'll, we'll get a little bit more into that with Chase Glasser of Spartans Illustrated at some point this week here. But, uh, yeah, I just um, – I guess we'll just go to this. I, I I hope everyone in that locker room got, got what they wanted with playing this game here. And I talked about this on Friday's episode. After the whole Michigan cheating scandal breaks, all oh, they're under investigation. The Big Ten goes to Michigan State and says, hey, this is what's going on with Michigan. They're stealing signs, yada, yada, yada. Uh, here's your here's your out to not play the game here because, yeah, sure, there can be safety concerns with the game. If they know every single move that you're going to do at any given time, sure, like whatever. Or, hey, Michigan State, today they had to vo uh, vocally relay the signs to the quarterback here and not – look, you're not going to see me like complaining about that and being like, oh, that changed the game. 
Cleveland. It was 49 to zero if they had their signals able to use. Who cares about that? But they were offered the golden ticket to skip this game on a Friday show. I said, like, yeah, you, me, just the, the, the dweeby, dweeby podcaster over here. Like, I'm like, yeah, you absolutely skip this game. There's no good that's going to come out of this game right now. Like, look, I get the any given Saturday sort of thing, but no, not not this Saturday, not with this team and that team meeting this weekend. Um, no. So they, they had their out right there. And, of course, look, I get it. I mean, that's a room full of kids that have come here to play football. They're not going to turn down a game here. But, man, I just wish that someone – that really had uh, some dignity in them, just said, you know what? Yeah, we are going to skip that game over there. Look, if that makes me a coward, so be it. I, I am just glad to say that I'm fine skipping any game uh, the rest of this year, especially the ones against your rivals, especially when they are absolutely a death machine so far this year. So, yeah, I hope everyone, I hope Harlan Barnett, um, the whole coaching staff got what they wanted with this game. You were offered Willy Wonka's golden ticket here, and you said, nah, let's play. And, um, boy, um, I like what is worse? Like what's worse? Losing like 80 to zero, like you essentially did today, or just not playing against your rival. And I know, look, common sense says that if a team is cheating and the Big Ten goes to the other team and says, Hey, you have the out. If that team says, Oh, sure, yeah, we we don't want to play, like th these are very unusual circumstances, we will punt. Common sense says that Team B will be shown in, in the good light here, but we know how things operate around here. Like, if Michigan State decided not to play that game, they would be the bad guys in all of this. I mean, they're getting laughed at for even being offered the opportunity to skip the game. So, yeah, if you actually skip the game, like, I, I get it from that standpoint, but, like, what's worse? What actually happened on Saturday or all the backlash you would get about not playing against them? I. I mean, I, we, we don't have to debate this all day because, well, one scenario actually did play out, and it was pretty bad. It was not good, and that was even not including the apology for running Hitler trivia before the game uh, in the midst of this 49-0 loss. I mean, I just can't believe it. it it's it's also, like, a little shocking, um, just, like, how little my – Blood pressure rose during the game, even with all that going on. I don't know. It's just been a complete circus of a season here. Um, okay, we're going to cut it to a break here uh, really quick, and then we'll round out the show, get you guys into the rest of your weekend. Get ready for the Lions game. That's right, Wolverine fans that are in here. Let's let's rally together around our Lions. God, what a fall you guys are having, just a national title team. And also, <laughs> I'm not going to say any more about the Lions because I'm known to jinx things on here, but we're going to talk about prize picks here for a second. Let's talk about NFL Sundays and how much prize picks is enhancing that. Well, it's a daily fantasy sports leader, and it's not just for NFL guys, of course. With NBA season starting, with NHL season starting, MLB playoffs, you can mix and match. You can have like LeBron, Mahomes, switch it over, get an NHL player. I'm not really that good at NHL. I can't name you a player at the top of my head. But you can combine them all on your same ticket and maximize your money by 25 times. Now, how do you do that? I mean, that, that seems pretty appealing, doesn't it? Well, it's it's simple. All right, you just pick a bunch of players. You guess, are their projected stats going to go higher or lower? And just like I said, you can turn $10 into $250 just with a few taps. Price picks is really simple to play. I just make my picks on my couch, submit them, and it, it takes me about 40 seconds to do on the couch here. If you really want to go hard and study, do it in 90 seconds. But yeah, price picks is the way to do it. Spice up any game that otherwise like you wouldn't be interested in. Uh, just like I was for Jag Saints. I, I couldn't care less about the Jaguars or the Saints, but hey, price picks, they can be glued to the television on that Thursday night. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college. 
and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. It's prize picks daily fantasy sports made easy. Um, yeah. So what else can we take away from this game? I, I had one realization that I had other than, you know, Hey, a shout out to air brulee. Uh, he, he had a solid moments in this game, I guess. Uh, Sam Levitt got some play in the fourth quarter. Uh, God bless you. If you're a state fan, and you stuck around to watch that, but he's got a good arm. Whether, whether that will matter next year or not, uh, who's to say? But, yeah, that'd be great if he could stick around East Lansing. I mean, that is to be that young and have an arm that great, okay, you can work off that. That's nice. But, anyway, no one wants to hear about optimism right now. Uh, no, the realization that I had uh, during this game, and I was very, very close after the Rutgers games. I'm sure I'm actually late to the party. I'm sure a lot of state fans have already been there. Uh, but I'm cool without uh, anyone – collecting a professional check coming back. Uh, by that, I mean like the, the coaches or really anyone in that football building here. Uh, no, I'm not saying that to the players. I want to make that very clear. I'm not saying that oh, all these players are just scum and should never come back. No, 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 no. Like we're going to talk to the adults in the room like we do every Saturday night when we recap the games. I'm fine with no one coming back. And look, I, a lot of this is old news. Like we're not going to see any coordinators come back. We will still talk about Ross Ells later on here because I, he just keeps on delivering the goods to Michigan state here. But even Harlan Barnett, look, I get that this is an impossible situation that he is in. Um, you know what? No, th that's not true. I'm going to edit that out. Actually. Let me rewind. He was in a very hard situation that now by how he has coached his team the last five weeks is now an impossible situation because well, I, you somehow found a way to dig this team beneath rock bottom here. Um, I I can figure that after, you know, coach, we'll, we'll call it Mike Elko for laughs, right? Or, you know, coach Urban Meyer for laughs. Let's just really have a hoot and a half right now. Why not? It's late on a Saturday. Um, let's say that Urban Meyer comes here. I, I, I could figure that like, hey, you just give Harlan Barnett like this. Hey, thanks for your service role on the team. Like, I don't know, push back to secondary coach or whatever, like, I'll just cut to the chase. I, I don't need to see it. I, I am completely done with seeing anyone uh, that collects a professional paycheck for Michigan State come back. It has to be a total reset. Uh, absolutely no one can come back. Um, and, and this isn't like a bad situation that, again, has gotten just a little bit worse. Like it, it was down here when it came out that Mel Tucker was making some interesting phone calls to very interesting people. And then you can see how it can go down here. Like, no, it, it is on the floor right now like it is complete just banana land here so no i don't need to see you know any vanity thank yous given uh to any coaches that come back i mean you can make an argument for courtney hawkins i guess but look i think me and a lot of state fans are holding on to courtney hawkins just because that well nick marsh's name is connected to that but is it worth it for one recruit guys i don't even know I, you just have to hey just like that scooter that we talked about in the first segment you got to get the stench out because I got to say, when we got back to that RV, the stench did get cleared pretty quickly once you all get rid of it. So, yeah, I, I'm fine not seeing uh, anyone come back. Uh, thank you for what you've done, Harlan. Again, like it, this is a very hard situation. And right off the top, when he wasn't even acting head coach, and I still stand by this. Now, like, hey, this is the guy internally that should get the head coaching role. This is a good mentor for the kids. He's been around the program for a while. He's also very wise. But, like, I, I don't need, like, the, the Mr. Rogers routine every single week. And it's been so bad now to this point that, okay, 
let's just let's just all say goodbye and act like this never happened here. Thanks for your decades of service here, but wow, that 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 was horrendous. Um, I guess the thing I'll get most passionate about here, and again, just like I said at the top of the show, no like shouting or screaming or anything because my my soul is largely last week's victim. You know, like uh, once once Rutgers comes back down 18 points in the fourth quarter, like what what else can you really have to scream about? But um, and this might sound extreme. Like this might sound like I'm, I'm doing a bit or I'm going over the top here, or I'm just like trying to get a laugh, but I, I genuinely believe this, that um, Ross Ells should just be in jail. Uh, prison, the slammer, the, the clink. Uh, yeah. Ross Ells, special teams coach of Michigan state here for you Wolverines fans that uh, aren't hip to like everyone on our staff, because I, why would you be? Um, he should be in prison. Look, I, I get there's being bad at your job. I mean, look, we're, we, we all work with people that are bad at their jobs. I mean, sometimes in previous jobs, hey, I've probably been that person. Look, every job isn't for anyone. So I, I get being a little bad at your job. Uh, there's being lazy at your job. I mean, look, who hasn't mailed it in on a Friday past 3 p.m. every once in a while? Uh, there's even being reckless at your job. Like, who hasn't accidentally driven a forklift into their coworker? You know, but... I, what Ross Ells is doing is somehow even worse than all of that. Like, I, I cannot believe the incompetence that this man delivers to the kids that he coaches every single week. I mean, look, you can tell me that he is getting paid by other programs to sabotage Michigan State every single week. And at face value, I would just believe you. Like, this is how bad it's gotten. And, of course, you know, I'm referencing the illegal formation penalty right at the top. And this is something that we deal with every single not, – not, not most weeks over here in East Lansing. Every single weekend in East Lansing in Rossells' fourth year, we deal with nonsense on special teams, whether it's illegal formation, too many men on the field, not enough people on the field, or just terrible penalties that extend drives here. We deal with this every single weekend. And yes, the illegal formation penalty had nothing to do with the outcome of this game. I know that. That's maybe why I'm not screaming and punching my computer right now. But like, it's just, it, it is unbelievable that we are in week eight of year four of Rossell's and he still can't coach people to line up properly. This man, this man, look, I, I get that. Okay. In all seriousness, no, he has not gotten paid by other programs. As much as he makes it appear to be, he has not gotten paid by other programs to sabotage this team. But what I do know is what is a patent fact is that he's earned almost $2 million here doing this at Michigan State. And when I read that, that almost makes me scream. But Again, I'm just so dead on the inside that I got nothing left in me. But yeah, he's almost earned $2 million here to do this. And I get this. Like, I mean, I was very harsh on him last weekend, as I should be, as everyone should be, as his own family should be. Heck, I mean, they're probably getting great gifts off that $2 million every single holiday season. So what does it matter? But yeah, I mean, look, he doesn't recruit. He doesn't develop. Uh, he doesn't even coach his team how to line up properly. Again, week eight of a season in his fourth year. I'm not asking anything crazy here. Like, th this isn't anything that, like, a player can go rogue and do kind of like that fair catch call where it was uh catch interference and then it was waved off or whatever. But it, this isn't something that like a player can go rogue and do like, this is just simply teaching your kids how to line up properly on a punt. Usually that's short up by sophomore year of high school. I, I knew how to line up on the punt unit on my JV team back sophomore in high school. It seemed pretty simple, but look, I, this is like, yeah, being a dentist and not knowing how to, teach your patients how to floss or like uh, being a baker and not 
you know, being able to teach your apprentice how to even turn on the oven in the factory every day. Like it, it, we, we are dealing with like very low level stuff here, lining up for a punt. And you can't even count on a Ross Ells led team to do that every single week. So yeah, that's just the last thing that I just want to be passionate about here is, I, I mean, he's stealing, he's stolen $2 million from the university. And like, I, I can't get on here and say like, oh, wow, he's really bad at his job. Oh, it's a good thing he's fired. Like it has to be worse than firing for the tune of $2 million for the level of incompetence that we are getting week in and week out here. Um, all right. So we are in minute number 28 here and we have a, a lot of listeners and viewers right here. I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that a lot of you guys are Michigan fans here. Do I want to click that comments button? Because I haven't read a single comment the entire night. I can only imagine you guys are raving about how great this show is. Um, how delighted you are that um, we're just doing this right here. So, you know, screw it. I, again, I can't be broken down any further here. Uh, let's see here. Oh, just Harlan leaves the town. Uh, oh, just a lot of infighting here. Um uh, what recruit will want to come here? What coach of any quality will want to come here? It's going to be a long road to recovery, says Flawless. That is a good point, actually, that we are just going to end the show. And we will talk about it more this week because what else is there to talk about around this team? I and I believe we've got to do this for five more weeks of the football season. But I was thinking that. Is that, wow. Um, I don't know if this helps, like, the pie-in-the-sky dream of like an Urban Meyer or even like on a more realistic note, like a big name coach or someone that's at the top of your list, like a Mike Elko, for example, like, because on one hand, okay, you can see that the donors might get really fired up about this and just like load the money cannon and say, this is inexcusable. I cannot believe how embarrassing this is. Load the money cannon, fire it at whoever wants to come here. But, and then there's the other side, like, this isn't like just taking over for like a little six and six team here or a team that's uh, seven and five and just trying to, you know, find its footing to the first tier of the big 10. Like guys, I can, it brings me no joy to say this whatsoever. No joy to say this whatsoever, but we, th every Saturday we are watching the worst team in the big 10. I know that there's some competition there with Northwestern and Indiana, but like just spot me any moment in the last oh, five weeks that, that really just rustles your jimmies and says, no, come on. It's not that bad. Like guys, it is that bad. Look, you can change things very quickly in college football. The transfer portal allows you for that. Michigan State, again, I, I know that we are treated like plebeians amongst, you know, hey, maybe even some of the viewers here, but this is a top 20 revenue school, a top 20 attendance school. There is a lot of passion, woohoo, but more importantly, money around this program where you can rally things rather quickly here. You have the new football building. There is reasons to be optimistic, but wow. Uh, let's not kid ourselves of what kind of a job ahead that this next person comes here to get. So we'll see what other jobs are open. Like, is the AM job going to open? Are they going to pay Jimbo's $1.9 billion buyout? Who knows? Is Florida going to become open? I, I would think no, but you never know. But yeah, it's, this is, oh, somehow against all odds, like a worse job than it was five weeks ago. Like, oh, and it was pretty bad five weeks ago. So yeah. But again, money talks, and it can be fixed quickly. We'll see how quickly. And um, yeah, this was um, this was a good time. Two and ten, yeah, probably. Yeah, no, yes. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I'm just reading the comments here for those listening on podcasts right now. So, on uh, just commented two and ten. Yeah, I could very well see that. Yeah, no, no question uh, whatsoever about that. Uh, Michigan State should join the Big Ten West ASAP. Why? So we can go five and seven, even in that conference. Like, I don't. 
I don't see the allure in that necessarily, but uh, I do love uh, the, the effort there right now. Um, let's see. Remember when Spartans wanted Harbaugh to get the lifetime contract? Ohio State was your new rival, Michigan. I'm just not going to read the rest of that. Um, yeah, no, I do remember those days. Those were a lot of fun, but now I just watch. I watch the uncapped poop scooter every single weekend. All right, guys. Well, hey, this has been uh, a lot more fun than like I thought it'd be. I don't know. Like things are a lot different just when you're like you're just emotionally detached from everything. Again, this isn't going to stop me from watching. This isn't going to stop me from breaking on the team. Like, we're go green till I die. Woohoo! And boy, th- let me tell you, they're, they're trying to kill me and the rest of us here. So until then, uh, hold on. Uh, I feel bad for you, Matt, even after your tirade last night about Michigan and the NCAA stuff. I know your pain and can relate. Chin up, head down. It will get better. Yeah, well, yeah, of course it will get better. How could it get worse? Uh, yeah, like it is going to get better. Uh, it's yeah. And uh, if you want a good tirade, Marcus, I don't know if you're a state fan or Michigan fan. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just speed reading these comments here. Go, go to the post Rucker show. That's, that's where I, that's, that's really where I thrive. Uh, Matt, what's your favorite kind of soup? Chicken noodle soup in a bread bowl. Chicken noodle soup in a bread bowl. That's probably it. All right. I'm sorry. I'm starting to spiral now. All right, gang. Love you all. You guys are all the best. Uh, we'll, see, we'll see you every day this week against all odds here. Love you all. Go Green.